All right, it's time for another episode of Believe Me with Brandon Lane, Cordell Stewart, and myself, Joe Serralo. And of course, Believe Me is brought to you by our proud sponsors over at Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag and use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V for your first time, one time, 50% welcome bonus. Any deposit between 50 bucks and $1,000, Bet Online will match 50% of it when you use that promo code BELIEVE. So head on over to betonline.ag and let the games begin. Gentlemen, how about we let the games begin? It is time for another episode of Believe Me. That's the former pro bowler, Cordell Stewart. That's the career handicapper, Brandon Ling. I'm your host, Joe Serralo. Let's take a look at how we did last week. Cordell, you had a three and three week. You were the winner, though. Brandon went two and four. And I'm going to take a second to boast. On the five games that I picked that you guys disagreed <laughs> on, I played politics, didn't pick when you guys both jumped on Tom Brady and the Bucks and San Fran. But on your five disagreements, I picked four out of five winners. I was on a cold streak. I was on a three-week ice cold streak. The kids feeling hot. Brandon, how are you feeling going into this week? I feel good. I like the games, you know. Um, like Cordell and I were talking before we came on air. <laughs> Tampa Bay is really bad. Bad. <laughs> They're really bad, and the Ra- the Raiders are done. Although I had the Rams plus the points, and what Baker Mayfield did was was, and, and I'll say it again. I'm a huge Baker Mayfield fan. From walking on Texas to, to, to Texas Tech to walking on Oklahoma, win the Heisman. And what people don't realize real quick is he had nothing to work with in Cleveland. Yeah. The coaching staff he had in Cleveland was god-awful. He now has a coach in Sean McVay. He now has a coaching staff. You watch. He's going to flourish. The talent is there. Just coach him up. He finally has a coach in Sean McVay that gets quarterbacks. Be careful because the Rams, Rams are going to be fine with Baker. Might be the guy, might be moving in next door to his old coach, Lincoln Riley, out here in L.A. Hey, Cordell, you're the winner. You, you had about three or four losing weeks in a row. How you feeling now? You know, no reason to gloat. You know, <laughs> just act like I've been here before. You know what I mean? And uh, keep this thing going. We got You're only as good as your next opportunity. So we got to get this one right. So good. I can come back and try to be win again. You know, so, I, you know, I, you know, I say, yeah, 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 yeah. I got 10 seconds to do it. You know, Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Here we go. Let's get going, man. There you go. Cordell Stewart. He's like the NFC South folks goes 500 and he's the big winner. Let's get into that first game. We've got a couple <laughs> Saturday games this week. We're going to start off with a game that out here in LA where I am is going to be 10 AM Saturday morning, one of one o'clock, of course, on the East coast. I can't wait. The Minnesota Vikings four point favorites at home against the Indianapolis Colts. Now the Colts are coming off a bye. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game, but the Vikings have been damn near unstoppable after a straight-up loss this season. Brandon, starting with you, which side are you on? Vikings minus four or Colts plus the points? Last 11 times, the Colts have come off a double-digit loss. They're 11-0 against the spread. Ooh. So when you break that down, the Vikings, on the other hand, are winning but winning ugly, losing, losing ugly. Do I trust them? Miracle cover against the Jets. Simple as that. They they, they had no right covering against the Jets, but they, they figured out a way to do it. Um, I'm going to go with the Colts here coming off their bye week. Um, I had them against Philadelphia. They covered the number. Before the avalanche in Dallas, it was 21-19. They were right there. Um, I think they hang around in this. Field goal game. Give me the Colts. Cordell, which side are you here on, man? I mean, the Vikings, they are unstoppable as favorites. 5-0 and straight up, 4-0-1 against the spread as favorites. They haven't failed to cover this year as a home favorite. Which side are you on, Cordell? Well, we don't want to fall. You know, I love Jeff Saturday to death, uh, but we don't want to fall in a situation where we don't we don't decide to call a timeout and, 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 
you know, we may screw a game up. So this 11-0 thing of when coming off of a bye week, I don't think it really transcends with this group of coaches. I think it may, may have happened before uh, because the Vikings are just a better football team across the board. I think what you see with Kirk Cousins, as, as we've alluded to many times, he does it in a very conservative, serviceable way to where he just dinks and dunks his way around the football field. They don't have enough with the coach. Like, who's going to be the quarterback this week? It's a Matt Ryan. It's not a question. It's pretty much a statement. It's kind of tough to say, right? Like, who's going to be the quarterback for this football team? Because they're just not able to do much at all. I like the Minnesota Vikings that have something to play for. They're playing at home. I don't think the, to- the coach get out of their own way to make anything happen. I'm going with the Vikings. First disagreement off the bat. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to side with Cordell on this one. You know, Brandon, look, that's a great number. That 11-0, and last 11, you know, underdogs after a double-digit loss. Great number. But to Cordell's point, the Colts haven't had continuity at coach. They haven't had continuity at quarterback. Those 11 games, I mean, I would bet at least eight of them were probably under Frank Reich. And now they've got a new coach in there. The, the lore, the lust. The, the mystique surrounding Jeff Saturday, it all seems to be gone. Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, neither of them are good options at quarterback. This is just a very different Colts team than the, if not good, at least competitive teams that we've seen in recent years. Minnesota, I mean, Kirk Cousins actually had a great game in that loss against Detroit. And Justin Jefferson right now is the best receiver in football. I'm with Cordell. I'm with the Vikings. Brandon, before we get into the next game, what's up? Jacksonville gets completely destroyed at Detroit goes down to Tennessee and wins. You're always not as bad as what your last game looks like. Good luck. That's boys. true. That's true. That's true. The, the previous week is not the ultimate indicator in the NFL. We've got one more Saturday game to get to, though. It's the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. Interesting number here. The Bills, seven and a half point favorites. Now, after a couple of blowout wins to start the year, Buffalo hasn't been blowing teams out in the same way. But Miami went from a team that was 8-0 and when two of both started and finished a game to a team that looks absolutely lost the last two weeks. Cordell, we're going to start with you on this one. Seven inches of snow possible in Buffalo for this game. Do the Bills win it by more than a touchdown, or does Miami at least keep it close? I think they do. And to what you were saying a minute ago, B-Love, like they say, you're not as good as you think you are, but they're not as bad as they say you are. Well, this Bills team is really good, and I think it's their get-back opportunity, considering that the look at the weather in the very beginning of the year, it was extremely hot. I mean, you have over, what, 90 plays that was run uh, yeah. by this offense in, in the Buffalo Bills, and then all of a sudden now they go from that type of weather to the cold weather. This falls right into the hands of what the Buffalo Bills can do. Their defense is playing really good. I know there's no Vaughn Miller, but I think the continuity of this team and the way this team has been structured is battle-tested well enough to where I think in this moment in time, this offense is playing solid, defense is playing overall, playing really good. The Dolphins, I don't think they get it together in this game. I think the Bills get the dub. Brandon, Cordell's taking Buffalo to win by eight or more points. We know you love underdogs, but Tua just had one of the worst games of his career on Sunday Night Football. Which side of the game are you on? Prior to going out to San Francisco, the Miami Dolphins had played five losing teams in a row. The whole world was jacked on them. Whole world was like, yeah, this team's rolling. Then they go out to Frisco, bam. Then they go to Chargers, bam. Now they're playing their third straight on the road. And our all pro quarterback can attest to it's pretty darn hard to play three straight on the road in the NFL. And when you're playing your third straight on the road and that third game against a team like Buffalo, that in the first meeting had 92 plays to year 41. 
had 40 minutes of time of possession to 19, had 500 total yards of offense to your 192, and yet you still figured out a way to lose the game. This is an absolute blowout destruction of legendary proportions. And if you think there's pressure on Tua and this new coach who looks like he should be working the Geek Squad at Best Buy, <laughs> good luck. Buffalo in a blowout. Wow, I'm actually shocked. Both experts agreeing on a number like Buffalo minus seven and a half. And I couldn't agree with you guys anymore. I mean, Miami, since Tua came into the league, has been one of the best covering teams in the league at home. But now, Brandon, to your point, third straight road game. Cordell, to your point, Buffalo had him two to one in plays run in time of possession. Buffalo outplayed them in that game in Miami. They just had a Mm -hmm. turnover on downs inside the five-yard line. They had a, a punk go into someone's rear end. I mean, it was just an ultimate, you know, everything that could have gone wrong for Buffalo did go wrong in that first game. Now they're at home. The elements are in Josh Allen's favor, not Tua, the quarterback who's born in Hawaii, played in Alabama, not in his favor in upstate New York. I think the Bills roll in this one, gents. I couldn't agree with you anymore. We've got some Sunday games to get to, though. Brandon, you mentioned the Lions briefly earlier. Lions, Jets, it's in MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. It's a pick em. Which side are you on, B-Lang? You ever hear the saying late to the dance? You know what that yeah. means in gambling circles? That means you should have been on Detroit when they went into Chicago one out, right? You should have been on Detroit when they won and co- when they covered against Buffalo. You should have been on Detroit last week when they covered against the Vikings. So the whole gambling world, the public sees Detroit, 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 the hype of Detroit, 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 this, Detroit, that. Bingo. And they're all going to jump on Detroit on Sunday. And they're facing the number three defense in the NFL that just went up to Buffalo in cold weather and stood toe to toe and stood. This Jets team just does not quit. And this is the first time the Lions have been on the road in the last month. And there's a lot of hype around them. And I get it. But if Goff and this Detroit offense comes in here and plays well enough against this Jets defense, so be it. But I'm telling you, the whole world has bet Detroit. Line was Jets minus one. It's now down to a pick em. Sorry, boys. The Jets win this game on Sunday. Brandon on the home team in a pick'em. Cordell, here's an interesting nugget for you. The Lions, after a win, 5-0 against the spread. The Jets, after a loss, 5-0 against the spread. It's a true pick'em. I can't find an edge. I can't find a line anywhere that gives me a real good feeling, makes me feel sharp on one side of this. So, Cordell, which side are you on? Yeah, you have it. You have it right here. Inclement weather. It's going to be too cold. This is not what the Lions do. They end their indoor team. And let's be transparent. It's a different ball when it comes out of your hand, when the temperature is nice and mild, you know, you don't have the wind blowing, you don't have the fans going crazy, if you will, the wind gusting through the stadium there when it comes to playing in the Jets with the Jets. I think this Jets team plays really sound football. Team is ranked, what, sixth overall and gets the pass is fourth in the National Football League. So that's competition. You know, that's saying, look, it's yours against mine. But guess what I have on my side? I have the weather and you're in my house. There's no cover over this stadium. I'm going with the Jets for those reasons. Because it's going to be a great, I think it's going to be a great match. I think offensively, arguably one of the best, better offenses in the National Football League, but led by Jared Goff. But defensively, the Jets have it. And I think if they could just run the ball, play complimentary football with the weather being their 12th man, I think they have an opportunity to get it done. I'm going with the Jets. Hey, when you're looking at a team that's offensive-minded versus a team that's defensive-minded, and the defensive-minded team is A, at home, and B, has the weather on their side, it's a good recipe for success. I will ask you both this, since you're both agreeing on the Jets. Mike White is questionable. He's probably going to play. 
if he doesn't play, is the move Detroit really quick? Yes or no, Brandon? No. Even with Flacco no. or Wilson? Oh, I like Flacco. Oh, I'm a Flacco fan. So Flacco's you're both on the Jets regardless. You're both, oh, all right, I, want, I, want, I want Joe Flacco to play, to be honest with you. I, I said I, my – yeah, my breakdown was the Jets' defense against the Lions. Remember, the Lions are on the road, haven't faced a really good defense like this on the road in weeks. That'll be the difference. Pressure equals problems. In the it always does. Let's stick with the team that claims to be from New York. The New York Giants, Sunday night football, headed down to D.C. to take on the Washington Commanders. Last five games since Ron Rivera took over the Commanders in this one, these teams are 2-2-1 two, two, and one against each other. The Giants have the slight edge, 3-2 and two against the spread in this series. Cordell, which side are you on? Washington minus 4.5, or do the Giants keep it close? I like the momentum. The, mom, the momentum. Uh, with the commanders, honestly, uh, Taylor Heineke, he's, he's playing inspired football for this team. Offensively, the receivers are making great plays. The guys are blocking up front. They're playing. It almost to me looked like a college team, right? The level of enthusiasm and energy is totally different than what we've seen from a lot of other teams. Kind of remind me of my, one of my favorite teams, the Jacksonville Jaguars, to be honest with you. I know they're not doing good as far as the record is concerned, but the way they're playing for 60 minutes is something that you cannot ignore. And I think now they've committed to uh, Taylor Heineke. I think they have an opportunity to know what they're trying to do and have a chance to go where they're going. I know the Jets are right there on the cusp, but they got a chance. But I'm liking this is a this is a great matchup too within that, that division too as well. I like the uh, the Commanders. I like them. Brandon. It's practically a guarantee the winner of this game is going to the playoffs. The loser is going to have an uphill battle. Who do you got? Washington minus four and a half or Giants plus the points? I rolled into the Red Rock Casino last Saturday. <laughs> I put a little $500 14 parlay, took the Kansas Jayhawks minus four and a half over Missouri, went over 157, burial, easy winner. Detroit Lions were number three. I talked myself into taking the Giants plus seven and a half over the Philadelphia Eagles. And I sat there and watched Uh the Giants absolutely get destroyed and watch $5,000 go down the tubes. I'm looking at a nice steak dinner at Barry's at Circa, a little champagne room at Rhino. It's going to be a good night. Good night. The moral of the story is you will never see me pull a dollar out of my pocket and bet the Giants ever again. Their coach looks like he hasn't missed the meal since Christ. Him and Andy Reid fight over the buffets here in Vegas. They, they can't go. Buffets are shut down for Andy Reid and Danville. They just, they're not allowed in Vegas at buffets. Uh, both of them guys need to go on diets. And I go oh back gosh. I, I go back to what my boy Chris Case said about a conversation he had with Michael Strahan when Danville said that when he came along with the Giants and looked at his roster, he said, we're just not very good. And as the season went on and they were doing it with mirrors, everybody got hyped about them. This is a really bad football team that's lost the stats in seven of the last eight games. This is an absolute burial. Commanders by three touchdowns. Well, there you have it. The experts agree in this one. They're both on Washington minus the four and a half at home. And it makes sense. Washington is six, one and one, both straight up and against the spread in their last eight games. They're one of the hotter teams in football. But in their last nine years, they've only covered twice coming off a bye week. The Giants are still seven and two against the spread as an underdog, four and one against the spread as a dog of four or more points. Gentlemen, with all due respect, and I said with all due respect, I have to disagree with both of you on this one. I think the Giants cover. I think they keep it close whether or not they win. Let's get on to Monday Night Football. We don't have to spend much time on this game. It's the ugliest game on the slate, but it's Monday Night Football, so we're talking about it. Packers minus seven at home against Baker Mayfield, maybe a little Mayfield magic and the Rams. Cordell? Starting with you, does Baker and company, do they keep it close or does Aaron Rodgers run away with this one at home? You know, I, 
you know, you kind of become the prisoner of the moment sometimes, right? When it comes down to watching games uh, like we saw with Baker Mayfield and what he did with being there less than 48 hours there with the Rams. To be able to come in the game and with closing seconds, not minutes, but closing seconds, be able to drive it 98 yards to win the game. Everyone thought he was done. Everyone counted him out, and he made it happen there in that game. It doesn't happen here, though. They got to go to Lambeau Fairway. It might be a little nippy, all right? I think the magic now turns to dust. I think the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, they get themselves together. They try to play for something. I'm going with the Packers. I haven't said that all year, to be honest, going with Aaron you Rodgers. Haven't. But I think you in this it. case, I'm riding with them because I think the weather is going to be too much. This is the time of year where the weather becomes a big deal. This team coming from the West Coast to the East Coast, I'm going, well, actually, the Midwest, I'm going with the Packers. Weather is a big deal, but the Rams have had 12 days. They're going Thursday to Monday. They've had a lot of time to prep for this one. Brandon, did they keep it close? Green Bay 7-1 straight up, 8-0 against the spread in this series since 2007. Aaron Rodgers coming off a of bye week, 10-4-1 against the spread, including 6-0 straight up, 5-0-1 against the spread at home. But what Baker Mayfield did last week, seeing the playbook for two days and going 98 yards, you give him 12 days. There was something, there's something magical going on with him and Sean McVay. I'll buy the half point. I'll take, I'll take the Rams plus seven and a half and I'll, I'll, I'll lose. I'm, I'm going against Mr. Discount double check. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> has been a quarterback since 2008 in this league, starting quarterback, I should say, since 08. A lot has changed <clears throat> from the Green Bay Packers that we know and that we've watched for the majority of the last decade and a half to the Green Bay Packers of this year. By the way, Matt LaFleur, in the regular season coming off a of bye, he's come off a of bye in the playoffs three times, but in the regular season, just one and two against the number. You know, Green Bay, historically, one of the best home covering teams in football, just two and three at home against the spread this year. I, I think it's a close game. I think Green Bay wins, but I think it's a dogfight. And I think McVay and Mayfield have a little something going on, Brandon. I'm with you on that one. Let's go from that disgustingly ugly game to the game of the week. Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, a matchup I think we all expected both teams would be in much better positions for. I say both. The Bengals are in a great position. Tampa Bay, not so much. But great quarterback matchup. Young versus old. New versus, well, old's kind of a, an understatement. Antique at this <laughs> point. 45-year-old Tom Brady. Gents, the Bengals are three-and-a-half-point road favorites. Brandon, I know how much you hate a road favorite. So we'll start with you in this one. Tom Brady is 16 and three straight up, 18 and one against the spread as a pick'em or an underdog off a loss in his NFL career. And if that loss happens to be by seven points or more, the GOAT is 10 and 0 straight up and against the spread, his last 10. I know this is the Tom Brady New England Patriots we're talking about here, but I'm sorry. It would be just like the Bengals to win this game by three and Brady gets the cover. I'll take Tampa at home plus the three and a half over Joe Cool and look for them to try to salvage their season because a loss here. And we're probably going to be talking about the Carolina Panthers winning this division because I'm impressed with what they're doing. I'm going to take Brady and the Bucks plus three and a half. How wild is that? Sam Darnold from seeing ghosts to maybe being a playoff quarterback. Cordell, I don't know, man. Tampa Bay has not covered yet at home all year. 0-4-1 against the spread at home. Do you go with the incredible historic Tom Brady numbers, or do you go with the recency, the Cincinnati Bengals, who have won nine of their last 11 and covered 10 of their last 11? 
you know, there's two of us on this show that wear glasses. And sometimes we don't believe what we see. I am going to believe what I've watched. Because believe me, we all know. I know. We knew you were going to. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have not played good football at all. All right? Joe Burrow, Joe Cool. He's been getting it done wherever he's going. In Pittsburgh, in my lovely city of Pittsburgh, he's going to demolish us and everywhere else that he's played. And this matchup between these two has been a healthy matchup, right? Because we're basically, in some cases, based on how he plays, we say Joe Burrow is our next Tom Brady, if you will, based on how well he actually plays. I think he takes. I think he comes in with the challenge of saying, you know what? I need to prove a point that, you know, I can carry the scepter once he leaves. I think that with what they've been doing, actually, from a defensive standpoint, offensively scoring, Tampa Bay can't score enough. I'm going with the Bengals. They have no ability to get it done. They may do something special this week, but for whatever reason, watching them, they haven't been able to do much. That's even with Julio Jones being back. I'm going with Joe Burrow. Joe Cool. I'm going with the Bengals, baby. Let's go. I hate to do this. I'm going with Road Chalk. I'm going with Cordell. I just I will say this. Every time you guys go Road Chalk, I beat you. So <laughs> it's happened it's happened a lot i'm not going to dispute that but cordell I, I mean you know what you're seeing with your eyes right now this is a team like i said they've won nine of 11 they've covered 10 of 11 they are the best against the spread team in football and every time brandon picks a bengals game he's on the wrong side of it so i'm gonna go with cordell i'm gonna go with joe cool and the bengals here gents we've got about 90 seconds before we wrap up the show so let's take it from believe me to surprise me. Cordell, we're going to start with you on this one. Give me a surprise pick of the week that wasn't on our six-game slate. You guys are going to laugh at me. I know we got 96. I might take 45, but I'm not. Jacksonville and the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, man. Oh, all I can say is, is Doug Peterson has gotten his quarterback and Trevor uh, Lawrence playing some really good football. I know it sounds crazy. I know it doesn't look right. I know the record and all that great stuff doesn't help. And I know Dallas is playing for more, but I think this team in Jacksonville is trying to do something special, let people know they're here to be reckoned with. I like Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson and what they've been doing. I'm going with the Jaguars in this one at home. Brandon, what about you? I'm By the way, Cordell, I'm shocked. I, I was thinking when you said that game, Dallas all the way, only minus four and a half. I'm shocked. I love it. Brandon, what about you? He stole my thunder if that was the game. I really? Oh, <laughs> B Lane calling an audible. So I'll go, I'll go off the reservation and just say that the Chicago Bears plus the points will cover over the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles playing a little team next week on Christmas night called the Dallas Cowboys. Now they're in a sandwich situation off a division game with a division game on deck, going into Chicago, getting motivated to face the Chicago Bears. And if you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, 0-10 against the spread as a non-division road chalk of five points or more. With the Bears 7-0 against the spread when coming off a straight up and against the spread loss, we're going to go with the Bears. I love it. Both experts going with a home dog. I'll keep it short and sweet. Give me the Panthers. We just talked about them. They're one of the hottest teams quietly in football, minus two and a half at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're making a legit playoff push. That's my pick of the week. Gents, that does it. For Cordell Stewart, for Brandon Lang, I'm Joe Serralo. We'll see you next week on another episode of Believe Me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.